Welcome to Words, Words, Words. This is your host, Robert Tinajero. On today's episode, we are talking about car salesmen and their rhetorical tactics in trying to get us to buy cars. I'm sure all of you have been there. You go to a dealership. Sometimes you just want to look around and the car salesman comes over or woman comes over and um, starts talking to you, starts trying to persuade you to buy a car. Um, other times you are really interested in buying something. You kind of know what you want. and But overall, the process, at least for me, uh, can be very frustrating and too long. Um, and I definitely know that when I show up to a dealership, since I've bought a car uh, over the years a number of times, right, you kind of know that you're maybe not getting played sometimes you're getting played but um you know that these salesmen are salesmen and women are trained um to say certain things to try to convince you to buy the car there's a certain process they follow a lot of times and so um today we're going to talk a little bit about some of their tactics and some of the things that you um, may want to consider um, doing the next time you go in to buy a car. And so t- today we're looking at an article from bankrate.com called Seven Tactics Car Salespeople Hope You Don't Know. And so the first one is not necessarily um, using certain language to try to persuade us. Uh, it's more the timing of the, the, the talking. Uh, and so this method, the article calls playing out the clock. And so the tactic that the, the car uh, salesperson uses um, is to use kind of time as a tool against you. And so they, they want to make it seem like you need to buy the car today, like the car is not going to be there tomorrow, like someone else is already scheduled to come in to see it. And so um, the, the, instead of letting them drag it out, um, and then get you to a point where you may get to a point where you're frustrated and you just leave. Um, but a lot of times they kind of drag it out to where you're at a point where you're just tired and hungry and you know, you want a car. And so maybe you just want to get it over with. Uh, and so the article points out that you should just be upfront with them and say, you know, tell me your best price now. And that they start trying to say they need to talk to a manager. Um, just tell them, okay, well, I'll be back tomorrow. Um, or I'm going to, I need to go. Uh, and so they're certainly going to try to keep you there, but don't let them use sort of time against you and kind of wear you down to where you decide you want to buy the car and then you're not happy, um, you know, the next day or something like that. Um, the next thing that car salespeople do, um, is they kind of psychologically profile, um, us and then they want to accelerate the sales process. Uh, and so when they start asking questions, right, this is kind of a rhetorical tool. They have questions are, that are part of a script that they've been sort of trained to use. Um, and if they've sold cars for a long time, right, they just automatically kind of know the questions to ask, know the questions that work most often. And so one of the 
big questions they love using is to ask how much are you looking to spend per month, right? Because that's kind of their way to gauge how much you're willing to spend and then they can work with the numbers on the back end um, and you may end up paying you know a lot more for a car than you would want or get into a car you don't really need just because they can get you into the monthly payment that you want and so it's important to know what you want to spend but not tell them and I think this is kind of this gets kind of tricky right because there's a certain amount that you can spend that you you're willing to spend um, and so you don't want them to bring you a car that's way out of your price range or maybe, you know, um, way below what you what you're looking for. And so you definitely want to have cars in mind and a range in mind. Um, but don't get caught with the uh, how much are you willing to spend per month question. Um, the third piece of advice in the article is for them. And this was kind of connected to, to, to number one here is. They want to pressure you um, using what the article is calling an impending event. And so they want to put pressure on you to make a decision. Um, and so they may say, well, this, this car may not be available um, beyond this afternoon because somebody else is going to come in and see it. Um, or another strategy um, it, or a strategy for you to use when they start you know, trying to use some of these tactics, uh, is to say, oh, well, you're saying, you know, if I come back tomorrow, the car is not going to be here, or I may not be able to sell you this car is just be upfront with them and tell them, you know, oh, really, if I come back tomorrow, you're not going to sell me a car or or this car is really not going to be here. So if I come back tomorrow and it's here, then, then, then what? Um, and so that's kind of a way of being really kind of straightforward with them when they're using one of these tactics, uh, as far as kind of putting pressure on you to make a decision right away is just to say, no, I'm, I've made a decision. I need to look at other dealerships. I'll come back tomorrow. And, you know, if you want to sell me a car, then, you know, you should be available tomorrow as well. So the fourth tactic it's talking about here, it calls it, it, calls it the porcupine close, which is kind of a, a silly name, but it calls it the porcupine close because they're, they're trying to stick you with a specific question and so this question kind of goes back to the monthly payment thing so they may ask you if i could get you this monthly payment would that be what it takes to get you to buy this car today i know i've definitely heard that or they might say if i can get this in a certain color will you be willing to buy this today so they're trying to kind of box you in to say yes or probably um and then from there they kind of know they have you on the line, right? Because if if they talk to their manager, they work out the numbers and they'll say, well, you said you'd be good with this monthly payment. So let's move forward with this. And if you're still iffy, you know, I've had salespeople kind of, I don't know if they're actually annoyed or if they just act to be annoyed and they say, well, you told me that if I got you at this monthly payment that you'd be willing to do it. Or you told me if I had this color available that you'd be willing to do it. So you know, the advice is just to kind of stay strong and understand that it's a it's a tactic and there's nothing wrong with walking away if, if, if that's not the specific deal that you want or the specific car that you want. Um, so the, the fifth sort of tactic here uh, has an interesting name. It's called the Ben Franklin Close. So kind of the Ben Franklin closing uh, type of deal. 
Um, and so this one's kind of a classic. And so uh, I believe once when I was buying a car, I had a salesperson do this. So they take out a sheet of paper and they draw a line down the middle and they say, okay, we're going to list the reasons on the left-hand side of why it makes sense to buy this car. And on the right-hand side, we're going to list some reasons why you shouldn't. And of course, their tactic is to help you with the list of reasons to buy it. Uh, but then when it comes to the side not to buy it, you're kind of left alone. And so you may just come up, you know, with with two or three main reasons, which may be really important to you, but they've helped you come up, you know, with a list of, of 10 things. And so this is kind of a rhetorical and visual tactic for them to say, well, look at this list, right? The list of, of pros is 15 items long, but the list of cons is only three long. And so obviously this is trying to kind of manip manipulate your decision making um, to make you think that, that you should go with that car. Uh, the sixth thing to talk about in the article is uh, they're calling it the alternate choice close. And so something that sales people don't do, good sales people, is they tend to not ask yes or no questions. And so they'll ask something like, would you prefer this model in blue or red? Right? So they're not giving you an option to say, well, I don't I don't want a car today. I don't want this car. And obviously it's not that simple, right? You know, plenty of people say, no, I don't want this car. Uh, right. But you may notice next time you're buying a car that they're, they're giving you two choices that still, um, help them right with the sale of the car. And so be aware of those questions that they're asking, uh, and how they're trying to persuade you with those questions. And finally, um, this tactic drives me crazy. So when the salesperson says, well, I need to go talk to my manager or I need to go talk to the, the finance person. Um, and so one, that's a tactic to kind of, they get you at the first level of the sale. Um, and then they kind of leave you there waiting. And then the manager comes, comes back or the salesperson comes back with, uh, a new numbers. And in, in my experience, a lot of times that's when the manager will come out and then they have tactics of, of how they're trying to sell you the car. And then maybe it's m making you feel that, okay, now this is already on to the next level of a financial manager. Um, and then from there, for some people, it's kind of harder to say no. Um, and the other thing that the, the manager, the financial person does is the the way they word things to get you to kind of add on other uh, features to your car um, and so they may they may talk you into getting you know interior stain protection or some sort of anti-theft device or some sort of rust proofing or the the uh, classic extended warranty or getting a uh, separate warranty for your tires. And so I know I've been in that position and, you know, I've been in the dealership, you know, at that point, you know, two, three hours and I'm getting tired and, you know, I, I kind of like the car, but I'm not sure. I kind of like the price, but I'm not sure. And then the way they bring out paperwork and word things, they kind of push you sometimes or persuade you to add on uh, add on all these extras and a lot of times that's where these dealerships are making 
um, a lot of their real money. And so those are some of the tactics I would love for anybody out there that knows other tactics or maybe was or is a car salesman themselves um, to send in some more of the tactics or if you happen to have any of the training manuals, that would be really cool to kind of see the questions and rhetorical tactics that are being taught to salespeople. Um, And so all of us that have bought a car at some point have definitely experienced this situation. And now you know kind of specifically some of those tactics and maybe keeping those in mind next time you buy a car will help you get a better deal or at least not be pushed into buying a car at a price you don't want or at least not being persuaded to get a lot of these extras that really aren't necessary a lot of times. So that's today's episode. I would love to hear from you all on Facebook at uh, Words, Words, Words podcast or on Twitter, Words, Words, Words. Just look for the podcast icon. Uh, Also on Instagram, you can find us at Words, Words, Words podcast. Uh, Please rate, review, share the episode, send us feedback. Have a great day.